Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hey there, hi there, ho there. It is the Corelcast. The ho is here. So very glad you are joining me on this Monday. Oh my God, it is Monday in January. How about that? Uh, all right, well, we got to talk about Prince Harry because everybody else is. Uh, and I don't like what they're saying, quite frankly. So I want to talk about that. Also, the lawsuit filed in Seattle, which I hope everybody joins in on. I hope they win. Uh, and I hope it fundamentally changes society. What is happening in Seattle? What lawsuit? Who is suing whom? Oh, you're going to love this. Also, it's Veganuary. We're going to talk about some reasons why you're not sell- why you're not doing it. Uh, and then the weather, of course, in California and other places. We need to talk about that. Uh, and that goes into the sadness of America. And that's a whole, maybe a whole other topic that I might not even make it uh, through. But let's start with the fun one. Let's start with Prince Harry. Uh, now, a lot of you could give a rat's ass about Prince Harry or Meghan Markle or the royals. And you know what? Good for you. Uh, they are definitely an American pastime and a British pastime. Whether you love them, whether you hate them, you knew Elizabeth, you knew of her, uh, you knew of her passing, uh, and certainly you have observed the royals. And as much as you maybe don't want to care or whatever, you still have observed them. Well, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh, are out, uh, literally, they're out. Uh, They're out of the royal family at the moment uh, because Prince Harry decided to actually stop doing things through leaks and through, uh, you know, unnamed sources and all of that. And he decided that he was going to be the horse's mouth and he was going to uh, go ahead and say what was on his mind. Now, there are many who believe that he is a horse's ass for doing so and not a horse's mouth. And those people are idiots. If you are sitting there right now and you think Prince Harry should shut up or you think Prince Harry should keep this private, you're a moron. And let me tell you why. No one, first of all, today keeps anything private. So the notion that Prince Harry should keep things private when he's the one and Meghan that so much has been written about. But suddenly if he wants to set the record straight, he should be quiet. Hell to the no. He should be out there talking to anybody that will listen about this misogynist, racist, bigoted institution that is the royal family. He needs to be naming names and nailing them to the wall. You know what? This sums it up right here. Kate Middleton, the wife of William, was allowed bedside when the queen was dying. Meghan Markle was not invited to Balmoral by Prince Charles. Prince Charles told William, Meghan cannot come. That says it all right there. The lily white bitch that's married to William, oh, yeah, she's acceptable. She's fabulous. She's fine. But Meghan, no, she can't come. That sums it up right there. The royals do not see Meghan as part of the family. She's American. And that should piss Americans off, by the way. She's American, she's black, and she's an actress. To them, she's scum. And Harry is tired of his family treating his wife like scum. Now, we got to hear all about Britney Spears. You were all up in her business. Her father shouldn't be her conservator, blah, 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 blah. And you've been up in the business of a lot of people. Don't act like you haven't. From Lindsay Lohan on down the line, you have enjoyed their family squabbles, the Kardashians. 
So stop acting like being in someone's family business. Oh, well, he shouldn't talk about family. Why not? Everybody else does. And he is one of the most talked about people in the world. So yes, as he told Anderson Cooper, I am going to sit here now and use my mouth and my words to tell you the truth. I am not going to use disclosed or undisclosed sources or a source close to the prince or whatever. Uh-uh. I'm going to sit here and tell you like it is. He gets mad props from me, and not just because he's a gorgeous redhead. He gets mad props from me because he is risking it all to defend his wife. He never said he wanted to step back from royal duties. They never said they wanted to renounce their titles. They never said that. If you've heard that, it was wrong, like everything else. And when someone is out there trying to set the record straight and they get condemned for that, it just means that we don't want the truth. We don't want the truth. We want the salacious scandal. And if Harry ain't going to play into that salacious scandal, then he should shut up. No. Prince Harry should keep talking to anybody that will listen, and he should nail those white misogynist assholes to the wall. I don't like Prince Charles. I wouldn't give him the time of day if he asked me on the street. Camilla's a horse. She's always been a horse. Why? Because she went around with a married man. She, not just a married man, a man that got married in front of the world. And then she cheated with him, you know, allowed herself to be slept upon by Charles while he was married to Diana. Prince Charles, who said in front of the children, You've given me an heir and a spare. You've done your job. That's why the book is called Spare, because Prince William's father and Prince Harry's father, in front of the children, said to Diana, well, you've done your job. You've given me an heir and a spare. How would you like to be called the spare kid, the spare heir? This family is horrible. They did horrible things to, wear, to Harry, and Harry has every right to be out there nailing them to the wall, and I hope he continues. I hope, and, the, and this speaks volumes about you Brits that are listening, because I am listened to in Canada, I am listened to in, in England, I'm listened to in Ireland. And you know what? What a disgusting lot you Brits are. You all don't care that William attacked Harry. You know, oh, well, we don't care. And now the mood or the, the temperament towards Harry and Meghan in Europe is souring. Why? Because he's actually calling out your pretty little white people as pretty little white people? Oh, well, he shouldn't complain. He had a privileged life. Oh, so people that have money and people that have power, they shouldn't talk about their problems. They should just shut up because, hey, you've got money and power. You know, you ain't got any problems. Please. Elon Musk has got verbal diarrhea all day long. He bought a platform so he could spew verbal diarrhea all day long. Harry and Meghan just want to set the record straight about their life. How dare anyone criticize them? How dare they? Have any of you have, about, have had a bunch of people sit around discussing the skin color of your child and what to do if it's too black? They have. I've had focus groups discuss me. I, I know my friend Matt Seiden can relate. I have had, you know, KFI, KGO, Free Speech TV, they all do these focus groups where they take just strangers out of a mall into a room, let them listen to me or watch me or whatever, and then render opinions about me. Oh, well, he's too fat. Oh, well, he should have his hair cut. Oh, or he has a lisp. Or I wouldn't listen to him because he sounds shrill. Oh, yeah. 
I, my whole career, I've had to sit and listen to the opinions of assholes about me, how I look, how I talk, how I act, what I say, when I say it, who I say it to. And you can't please them. There ain't no way to please these people. You know, it's like the girl that walks into the butcher and says, let me see that chicken. And so he hands her a chicken and she picks up its wings and look under its wings and she picks up its thighs and looks under its thighs and she looks inside its cavity and she looks inside the other end. And then she passes it back to the butcher and said, I'm sorry, it doesn't pass inspection. And he says, lady, with that kind of inspection, who would? See what I'm saying? So leave Prince Harry alone. Read his book before you condemn him. Okay, I've read parts of it. Read his book. He is not trying to, oh, he's bragging about killing 25 soldiers. Real soldiers, real, real soldiers don't brag about the people they kill. Oh, now everyone's an expert on what real soldiers do and don't talk about. First of all, I've had a lot of soldiers tell me how many people they've killed. I know soldiers that have collected the ears, tongues, or noses of people they killed. So him mentioning he killed 25 people in a book in context, if you read the book, if you read the context he is making that statement in, he's not bragging about killing 25 people. But no one wants that. No one wants the truth. And even with him trying to set the record straight, all he's being is condemned, which means no one wants the truth. They want to just, oh, you should just shut up. They're insulting your wife, but you should shut up. They're calling your wife the N-word behind her back, but you shouldn't bring them to task for that. <laughs> wow. What a bunch of a-holes the Brits are turning out to be. If they support the monarchy in this battle with William, then they're an a-hole. There is no supporting the monarchy in this. The monarchy is wrong. They did a bunch of horrible things to one of their own, to Diana's child. And anyone that's like, who is he? He should shut up. Honey, he is the prince of, he is the, uh, what is it? The Duke of Sussex. He is a prince. He is the, the son of Diana, the grandson of Elizabeth Windsor. And the mantle of a nation rests upon him and his family. So before you get uppity about who is Prince Harry, who the hell are you? Anyone out there saying, well, who is he? Who are you? Some schlub with a computer that's triping on Twitter whose, whose biggest accomplishment has been waddling to the refrigerator? Stop. Just stop. Leave Prince Harry alone. All right. Grab my notes. Uh, we'll save the lawsuit. Well, I should get the lawsuit now in case I run out of time because I tend to run out of time. Uh, there's a very interesting lawsuit out of Seattle today uh, that I hope they win and I hope more people join uh, because they're right and I'm tired of everybody that knowing a problem and doing nothing about it. The Seattle school board, okay, the school district of Seattle, of which there are like 200 schools, they are suing the big tech company's owner of TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And they're suing them for creating a public nuisance that has led to the decreased mental health of children. And if you read the lawsuit, in the lawsuit, it states examples from internal policies and internal documents from Instagram, from Facebook, from Twitter, from TikTok that say they know what they're doing. They know that children are vulnerable. They know that they can fall prey to bullying. They know that they can fall prey to negative body image. They know that they can fall prey to all this stuff. And instead of preventing it, they actually helped exploit some of it. 
Social media is bad for your child, but you don't have the courage or the strength to prevent them from being on it. You, you won't prevent your kid from being on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter. Well, how could I do that, Carell? Give them a phone that's not a smartphone. That's what it's come to. Give them a flip phone. Don't let them have access to it. If they won't stay off of it, they're kids. Keep them off of it. It is bad for them. It has caused their deaths. It is not good. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're not good for kids. And th they feel in Seattle that they have to do something to address the growing mental health crisis of children. And when I hear this, the growing mental health crisis of children, I think, what the fuck are kids so depressed about? You know, we were many things, and, and God knows I was gay, so yes, I was at risk for suicide and everything when I was a kid. But even being gay and even being bullied being, and even being poor, I was poor, gay, and bullied, and guess what? I had a freaking blast as a kid, okay? I had friends, and we did wonderful things. You know, we went to the beaches. We went to movies. We did all, uh, roller skating, you know, Venice Beach. We would, I did so many wonderful things, sneaking on the Queen Mary every night and having sex with my boyfriend. Being a kid was a ball for me. Oh, sure, it did things that scarred me, you know, victim of incest and victim of this and victim of that, whatever, however you want to frame my childhood. Poor, you know, disabled parents didn't know where we were sleeping sometimes, didn't know where we were eating the next time. Oh, yeah, got the baggage. Got the baggage. But along the way, had a ball. I had a ball being with my parents. I loved my mom. My mom made me crack up my whole life. I loved my mom and dad. I loved my parents, you know. I loved my relatives. I loved my friends. I loved school. I loved being valedictorian and being in plays. And you know what? And it was hard being gay in 1975, 76, 77, 78, 79, and 80 in schools. It was hard. But I did it. And I managed to have fun doing it. I survived it. I didn't kill myself. You know, what are kids so upset about? Well, they're so upset because of two things. Number one, they know the world we're leaving them is messed up and they're depressed about that. But number two, their parents are in chaos. Their parents are depressed. Their parents are going through mental health crises. And it's trickling down to our children. You see, social media isn't good for any of us. Social media allowed the insurgency to happen. Social media just now down in Brazil, where the, where the exact same thing that happened here on January 6th happened down there. In fact, it was inspired by people here. People in Trump's uh, inner circle are the ones who are actually stoking the fires of insurrection and a coup down in another country because they haven't been reprimanded for doing it here. You know? Marjorie Taylor Greene ain't in jail, so Trump's not in jail. The grand jury in Georgia just finished its work. We don't even know what they said. Everyone keeps saying, this is the year. This is the year he's going to be. I don't buy it. I don't think we're ever going to punish Trump or anybody that, that committed treason against our nation. There should be, there should be public hangings already. That's tre it's treason. Trump should be hung. Pence should be hung, and I don't mean in a good way. They should be hung outside of the Capitol building, all of them. The senators that made it happen, the Congress people that made it happen, they should literally face a noose. It is treason. The only way to stop this is to stop it. But we won't. We're too nice. 
We will not take traitors that betray our country and cause harm, and we won't do them in. We let them live. We let them own hotels in Florida. And that's why around the world these people feel emboldened because they know that they might win and at least they're not going to be punished. Well, down in Brazil, they've already arrested 400 people, and it ain't going to be as nice as it was up here. Okay? Down in Brazil, they're going to take care of this. Okay? They, they ain't going to do what we did. They ain't going to be all these hearings that last for two years. People are going to start being shot in public. You know, the Iranians, I hate. And now they've killed three protesters that protested against the country. And I hate that. But there is a decisiveness against what they feel someone committing treason has done, an action by the government. Yes, I am condoning public executions of all people convicted of treason. The problem is we won't convict them of treason. We'll convict them of insurrection or this or that, but not treason. Because treason would mean we'd actually have to do what we did back in the 60s with the electric chair to the Rosenbergs, and that is fry them. Donald Trump should face public execution for his crimes to make sure that no one ever does it again. Every congressperson that led people through the Capitol, that gave them maps, that aided and abetted terrorists, they should face treason charges. And if convicted, the punishment is death. And I'm all for it. But we won't do it. We will not legally do what is on our books to handle people who have done what these people did to us. The crimes are in evidence. Their crimes are already there in evidence. They're on television. All we have to do is get the nooses ready and hang them. But we won't. We won't. That's why in other countries it's going to start spreading. It's a virus. It's like COVID. And we won't kill it. Insurrection and treason is a virus. And if you don't stomp it out, it's like the Civil War. That's still going on in America. A hundred and some odd years we've been fighting a civil war. It is not over. So as far as I'm concerned, I really hope the Seattle lawsuit goes through. I hope big tech, I hope that most social media is taken down. I do. Because it becomes too costly for them to leave it up. Because there is a sadness in America. If there is a mental health crisis in our kids, then there is a mental health crisis in our adults. That is transferring down to our kids. And yes, social media helps spread that. You know, so to that end, these next two topics, I want them to be interactive. I need you to comment down below or send me emails to askme at reallycorel.com. That's askme at reallycorel.com. The first one is, given this sadness and these kids who are, you know, mentally ill, uh, and parents, in your life, in your world, in this new year, I'd love to hear your comments below. Please comment down below this video or send it to askme at reallycorel.com. What do you need in 2023 to achieve happiness? What do you need? Do you have it already? What do you need? What do you need to be happier in 2023? What changes could be made in society, in government, in your own world, what changes could you make to be happier in 2023? 
For me, it's getting busier. I have to be busy. Whether I'm disabled or not, I have to keep my mind busy all day, every day. So I'm going to have to be involved in projects, whether they're projects that I make money off of or not. It doesn't matter. I'm going to have to do it because when I'm not involved, my mind goes cray-cray and it brings me to places I'm sick of going. I told myself this morning, as many times a day as I worry about dying, I should just stop trying to be healthy. I should stop exercising. I should stop eating right. I, because why? If I'm going to worry all day, every day about dying, you know why? So I told myself, either you let up, either you let up on yourself, or stop going through all the motions to try to be healthy. So in 2023, what would make me happier is letting go of some of the medical anxiety. I have to stop. I have to know that I'm doing the best I can health-wise and that there are going to be things that happen to me. But in the meantime, I'm being as healthy as I can and I'm not going to drop dead every day. Oh, I'm having chest pain. What is that? Uh, you did 40 push-ups after you did 30 minutes of yoga and you're 60 years old with arthritis in your chest. That's what that is. It's not a heart attack. What is this spot? Is it cancer? Maybe, but it's not terminal. You can get it removed. You know, so I told myself, you got to be happier in 2023. So you have to let go to live. That's part of my new mantra. Let go. I have to let go of Ken, of Karen. I have to let go to live. To live healthier in 2023, I have to let go of medical anxiety and I have to let go of the past. I have to let go of KFI and KGO. Those days are gone. There is no radio station anymore like KFI or KGO. KFI is just a shell of itself in terms of ratings, in terms of host. There is no exciting radio market to be in anymore because there's no exciting radio, period. Just end of story. So I need to stop romanticizing that. I can't go back to it. There's nothing to go back to. It would never be the same. Even if I got a job in radio, it would not be the same. Not that it would be bad, but it wouldn't be the same. So I need to let it go. I need to let the past go and just deal with the projects of the present. That's how I'm going to start to get happier in 2023, by letting go to live. Let go of my medical anxiety. Let go of the past. Every day working on letting go of that baggage so I can move forward with less weight behind me. That's part of what I need to do. I need to generate more income and more money. If the show is going to be the show, if Patreon is going to be the thing, then I actually need to get serious about it. You know, 650 bucks on Patreon when I used to make 1500 that's a big difference. And my listenership has only gone up, not down, as I'm number 212 in Canada today. Hi, Canada. I was reading the Canadian website, uh, cbc.ca. Their uh, Tesla stock is, was their lead story. But then their hospitals, the same thing as Britain. They're, all the countries with socialized medicine, their hospitals are under great attack, uh, quite frankly, because of, A, overcrowding. There's just too many patients. And they didn't build enough hospitals. They're, they don't have enough doctors. They don't have enough nurses. They don't have... We have ignored the medical field. We thought we let corporations and government take care of it. We didn't get interested in it. Excuse me, still got the COVID throat. That's what I'm calling it. I'm negative. I started testing negative on Friday. Uh, and now today I tested this morning, still negative. Uh, but you have lingering symptoms, even if you're negative. Your throat, it gets gravelly for weeks, I'm told. And mine does, and is, so. Anyway, I was looking at the Canadian website and seeing that their hospitals are having trouble up there, too. 
And we're having the same trouble here, and we're a private system. It's like there's not one healthcare system right now in the world that's actually working because too many people are, use, are utilizing them. Governments are not funding them. They're funding military, and they're funding this, and they're giving tax breaks to billionaires, but they're not funding hospitals, doctors, nurses, none of that. And so because of that, the systems are buckling in every country. In Britain, people are literally dying every day because they cannot get into the hospital. One woman waited 57 hours in the ER, hooked up to tubes and everything in the ER, in, outside, in the lobby, 57 hours with medicines being given her through the ER. I mean, the, and she died, you know. So people are dying because they do not have access in Canada, in Britain, and here in America. So the healthcare system globally is broken. It's not whether it should be socialized medicine or private, none of that. It doesn't matter. It's broken because we never, ever assume that so many of us would need it all at once, which means we're not prepared. Isn't it great that we keep, you know, we keep finding ways that we're not prepared? We spend billions of dollars every year to be prepared for everything, and we're not. Look at California. I love you, California, but you ain't prepared for this weather. Sacramento's out of power, half of them, and Santa Cruz has water up to the stop signs. This is not an area prepared for deluges of water. We know we're going to get these rivers of water now with the climate change, and this shows how we are just not prepared. Well, why not? Didn't the city of Santa Cruz know that floods would be coming in the future? Yes, they did. We've been told for decades now that floods are coming and all of this is coming. Did they build for it? Did they prepare for it? Nope. Why? Because that would have taken money. And everything in government is stretched so thin every year that there's nothing to plan for the future. And this is what happens when you have a nation that can't plan for the future because it's too busy trying to keep up in the present. And that's why you're unhappy. And I want to see down below, again, comments. What would make this year happier for you? Okay? What would make your state of mind better? How would you improve it? Please comment below or send it to askme at reallycorel.com. How would you improve your year this year? What's going to improve your mental health this year? And one of the things is knowing that the future is, you know, not some horrid place. That we're prepared for the future. We're not. So if that would make you happy, it's not happening. It can happen, it's just not happening. But what would make 2023 easier for you, better for you? Not a resolution. Mental health-wise, for me, it's letting go of medical anxiety. I have to. I have to let it go. And letting go of the past, of every year that came before 2023. I need to let them go. And the people in them, I need to let it go. What do you need to do? How can you be happier in the new year. Uh, all right. This leads me to Veganuary because it is Veganuary where you're encouraged to be vegan. And this is another thing I want your quotes down below. I, for now, what, five years on the show have been trying to get you to become a plant-based eater. And I know I keep saying the book is almost here. The book is almost here. You have no idea how long it takes to do a cookbook. You really don't because you don't realize that you have to cook the recipes three times. And if there's 150 recipes and then you have to have other people cook the recipes. It can take a year just to perfect the recipes. A year just to perfect the recipes, let alone the text. So it's taking me a minute, but I'm, I'm finishing it up and probably in January it'll be finished. 
And then in February, I try to find a publisher. That's exciting. I might, I might finish it this month. That's exciting. Uh, but what could make you, what, what objection? That's what I want you to put down below. Okay, as we as we close, why do you say you could never become vegan? What is it you think you would miss? I am Corel. Be who you want to be. So I'm not hurt anybody. Don't forget my websites and Patreon. It's all really Corel. Subscribe on YouTube. Really Corel. And leave your comments below. Two comments. How could 2023 be better for mental health for you? And then also, why can't you become a vegan? What is it that you think you would miss? Oh, I can't because I, I can't give up steak or I, I couldn't give up dairy or I really can't give up X, Y, Z. What is standing in your way for becoming a plant-based eater? Be honest and put your comments down below. I want to see like 50 or 100 comments below, not just two. So come on. if you're, well, I know 300 of you watch the video like every hour. So how about some comments down below, okay? What would make you better mentally in 2023? And... What is your biggest hurdle to becoming a plant-based? Make your device a whole lot smarter.